Hey, we're Ramones of the Day, and this is Little Bit of Soul. One, two, three, four. Hey, everybody. Uh, welcome to Ramones of the Day, the podcast examining every Ramones song alphabetically from 53rd to 0. I am Molly. And I'm Philip. And today we're discussing Little Bit of Soul. <laughs> Just a little bit of soul. From 1983's Subterranean Jungle. That's right. The seventh studio album from Ramones. Mm -hmm. Uh, They're still on Sire at this point, uh, which I believe is a division of Warner Brothers. I believe so. I don't know. I'm almost positive. And um, Richie Cordell is producing this one with Glenn Kalotkin. It's a lot of clacking. <laughs> but just a little bit of soul. <laughs> a little bit of soul gets you a lot of clacking. <laughs> it's the worst Irish accent. It's so bad. On the planet. It's so bad it's good. Uh, okay, so um, this song is a cover song. Yeah. It was originally uh, written by John Carter and Ken Lewis, a.k.a. Kenneth Hawker and John Shakespeare? Yes. The incredibly named John Shakespeare. Dude. Why did he change his name? I mean... I mean, I get why, but why? I know. Totally. Your name was John Shakespeare. Yeah, which That's, is really funny. Like, is really... John, the most simple American name, and Shakespeare. Shakespeare. Yeah. Yep. Um, and so it was originally done by a band named the Little Darlings. Little Darlings. Little bit of Darlings. Little bit of Darlings. And then it was remade by an American group, and it went real big in America, mm. and that group was called uh, The Music Explosion. That's right. And one other quick fact was that Two Live Crew sampled this song for their song, The Beep Shop. <laughs> <laughs> the Beep Shop? The Beep Shop. <laughs> you know what's uh, funny? I, I'm glad you found that, and I'm glad you said that, because as we were listening to the song, I was looking at your screen, and I'm like, why does she have two live crew? Why do you have butts all over your screen why do you have right butts now, all over Molly? <laughs> two live crew. Just checking out two live crews. And I didn't know that's how it was, and I'm like, is Molly just, is she on a two live crew show? I just like having butts I just, on my homepage. I just like seeing butts. Um, oh, real quick. Yeah, please. I gave this a song category of love. You sure did. It seems like a brand of love, party fun love. Well, that's, that's what, what I, I think they I mean. think it's maybe party. You think it's party? I think so. I give it party. Because listen to these lyrics for a sec. Hit me. I just Hit me with a, a okay. little bit of lyrics. When you're feeling low and the fish won't bite, you need a little bit of soul to put you right. Right. Okay. Now when your girl is gone and you're broken too, you need a little bit of soul to see you through. That's I mean, love. In that moment, he's talking about love. Uh huh. And if your party falls because there's nobody grooving, a little bit of soul, and it really starts moving. Okay, so it's about the party. I think it's about the, and I think it's about the party of your life. Okay. If you will. I will. Okay. Okay. Fair so enough. So that's my that's my argument against why this is not a love song. That's fine. Okay. Yeah, this guy's just trying to show his friends a good time at his house while his parents are out. <laughs> well, I mean, I think in general, like. You know, when you got the blues, you can start a little party in your heart. There you go. If you got that soul. Okay. You know? Not too much soul, just a little, just a little bit of soul. Uh, the Ramones played this song live. 
Okay. How many times? Nine times. Okay. Nine confirmed times. Yeah. That's not a hundred. No. Yeah. It's my tiny. I, I had to think about this song for a minute. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I think so because sometimes I I do question their covers. Hmm. But and this has happened to me with other songs we've done as well, other covers. When I go back and I listen to the originals, because you're you know they're always usually like some sixties, nineteen sixties something. I can start to appreciate it more if I find like, so for this one, um, you know, I, I like the, the music explosion version is, you know, it's a very popular song I can see. I, mm-hmm. I like the song. There's no problem with it. But when we go back and we listen to that, um, little darlings version, I started to get a real sense of why I think they would want to cover this. Okay. And I feel like the little darlings version is that more raw early 60s sound that almost reminded me more of the Ramones first album mm. and has the that kinda, sound. yeah has that like more raw garagey Brit- I mean just happening British but that British thing that was happening at that time yeah um so anyway no I I agree I I was studying the songs for this recording and then somehow I'd already heard the little darling I'd already heard these Different versions of the song. I mean, it'd be, it'd be pretty hard pressed not to have heard this song before on American no, right. radio, right? But uh, but my point was <laughs> like this week I would play. There was like playlists on YouTube that started with this, and okay. they were all this type of stuff. And yeah. I'm like, oh my god, yeah, all this. This is like this, this genre of music. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. There's something about that. Like you say, it it does have that sort of texture to the music that just sounds kind of like the filters are such that it just sounds i want to say i keep thinking it's dirty but it's not dirty and the only word i can think of is raw even though that's just such a generic yeah. term you know it but just, you're it's not it wrong so raw but it's not wrong yeah yeah it's, that is kind of what's going it, it sounds, sounds kind of fuzzy it's not yeah fuzzy's good and it's not far from louis louis yes exactly it sounds like so that. louis louis yeah which is just you would consider louis louis surf music no no, that's just like whatever I think American rock and roll. I think that's American yeah. rock and roll okay, okay. garage fuzzy <laughs> animal house. <laughs> um, I have an unconfirmed fact okay. before we get into more things. This might be the first time in popular culture that the term raise the roof was used. I thought that as well. And I couldn't, my internet sources were letting me down. But it hit me after a while. I'm like, they're saying raise the roof yeah. with your rocket. I'm like, is this the first time we... So I feel like we should just give it to them. But also did like hip-hop music, somebody in hip-hop got a hold of this song and they that's were like... What, that's why 2 Life Crew went for it. <laughs> are you all, just, are you just all, making this Yeah, I am. Okay. But I mean, like that all like ties together, right? They're like, we need to raise the roof. And like, you want to talk raise the roof? These uh, guys made up raise the roof. Yeah. That didn't happen that way. No, it didn't. But happen. yeah, I, I'm glad you've jumped on that too. Where yeah, like, is it the first? And they don't even like. It's not the chorus. It's not a major part. It it's not the end of. But the because sentence. it's such a, a used and over almost overused colloquialism, mm-hmm. it yes. stood out. Yeah, because the song's from the '60s. Yes, right. I mean, they had roofs. They had roofs, all right. That needed raising. Uh, you mentioned a lot of the people who've sung this song. Sure. In the past, but you didn't mention. All of them. Oh, please. Uh, other ones besides Music Explosion in 1967 included none other than Tom Petty, Bruce Springsteen, and an incredible band name, 
Sloppy and the Joes. <laughs> and that one was pretty recently. Somebody beat me to it. <laughs> <laughs> My dream band name. I only hire guys to be in the band whose name is Joe. And I'm Sloppy. Yeah. Get oh, it? Man. Sloppy and the Joes. Oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. Nope. They did that. Um... I had some other facts about the writers. I don't know okay. what you found about the writers. Please, go ahead. Them? Have well, some fun. Have some fun, why don't you? Uh, yeah, they... My first thing really was that I can't believe he changed his name from John Shakespeare well, yeah, because to anything else. I'm looking these guys up and I'm like, all right, these names are... So this guy changed his name from Kenneth Hawker to Ken Lewis? I guess, I think maybe people just wrote under pseudonyms. That must be it. Or I feel like... I know you and I have talked about like how, you know, bands, especially the 60s and 70s, people change their names, right? Sure. They change their names. And I wonder if these guys are like, oh, we're going to change our name. And they like ended up throwing the best name in the trash, which was <laughs> yeah. the given name. Yeah, their name is like Rainbow, you know, Rainbow Guitar Swing. <laughs> and he's like, no, 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 I'm, I'm John Smith now, you know? Oh my God. Like, uh, whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. Uh, guitar swing's pretty good. My given name is Mick Jagger, but I go by <laughs> Mick Smith. Ah, oh, come on. Mick Jagger. I just oh, walked man. right into it. Yeah. Anyway, uh, these guys were a songwriting duo from the 60s. Duo from the 60s. Uh, they worked a lot with Herman's Hermits. Yep. Which also seems like another uh, sort of like DNA strand, because I know Joey's like big into Herman's Hermits. Uh, they were in a lot of bands. These two guys? These two guys. Uh, some of these band names I have to mention. Please. C&L and the Southerners. C&L and the Outlaws. The new vaudeville band. The Ivy League. And First Class. Nice. First and Class it, is good. After a while, it sounds like the that part in Spinal Tap where they're like, we were the originals. <laughs> and they found out there was another original. So we called ourselves the new originals. And they found out they broke up. And we thought, what's the point? <laughs> Uh, and they also did background vocals on uh, the Who song, I Can't Explain. Huh, very So they're sort of like those sort of 60s journeyman England rock guys. Love that. Seems like. So good for them. I like that. Um, this guy uh, also had some other hits. Oh, no. This, sorry. Uh, who's the guy that produced on this? Uh, Richie Cordell. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, he also produced... Uh, Moni Moni. Yeah, and I think we're alone now. I think we're alone now. I love rock and roll. The Joan Jett oh, version of yeah. I love rock and roll. And I think if you put that list of songs up against this, this uh, cover, mm-hmm. I feel like I can definitely hear his sound. Okay. You know. Yes, sure. There's something about all those songs that maybe it's just because they're all of the same kind of genre. It's but yeah. I can definitely feel his hand on this. I know what you mean. And part of it feels like... I, I'm grasping at straws and I'm not prepared here, but whenever I think of I Love Rock and Roll, I think of the drum sound, which is odd for me. Mm-hmm. But I think it's because it's the first thing you hear. Yeah. And it's that sort of machine sound, that... That sound. I wonder if that's the Cordell the Cordell touch. I don't know. Like, I make drums. That's what Richie Cordell does. That's what I do. You hire Cordell, you get these drums. Cordell drums. Cordell drums. Yeah, no, I wonder if that's like his, something that he brings is, it's almost like those drums in particular in I Love Rock and Roll sound very contained. 
They're the yeah. opposite of like raw and sloppy and fuzzy. Yeah. They they sound like that is a sound. That's a sound. That's a sound. Yeah. Um. Very kind of clean and contained. And I get that from the Ramones version too. Yeah. Like even right off the bat with like it's a bass starting this song. Sure. We, I feel like we count on our one hand how many songs start with a bass. Yeah. And not that many of them are that good. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I wonder if that's the Cordell Groove. Cordell know. Grooves. The Cordell Grooves. It's all about the drums. What other factoids you got? Nothing really. I mean, we've talked about <laughs> we've talked <laughs> about this album so many times. We know? have. Although, I feel like we haven't really... Like, we kind of talk about it, but we talk about it very ethereally to be like, well, it's like a stepping stone, sort of getting back on the road, back to what well, they want to do. I mean, Marky's and... going to get kicked out soon. <laughs> You know, he's yeah. he's being an alcoholic and trying to hide it, and, you know, I mean... It's a rough time for the band. I'm sure it wasn't fun. No. I'm sure it wasn't fun to be in a van with people who are either just insane out of their minds with drugs and alcohol, or literally hate you. Yeah. <laughs> you I know, thought... and then go tour and have, like, this crazy, rigorous tour schedule. I'm sure that's insane. So tying it back to this song... Uh, whenever covers come up, I try to think of how it came about. Yeah. You know, of them doing it. Because none, none of them wrote it. Um, but I imagine, like, when they're in the van, they're playing music. Sure. And they're hearing this. And I've pictured it's the opposite of that scene from Almost Famous, where they all hear Tiny Dancer and they all, like, stop fighting and start singing. Yeah. And this, just picture a shot of a van and this song coming on and everyone just scowling. For two and a half minutes. Yeah. That's what I figured. And then someone eventually says, like, we should probably cover this song. Yeah. <laughs> well, good. so on this song, they have three covers, right? Oh, on this album. On this album, yes. I mean. Yes. So they, they have do. three covers on this album. And this is the first, like, track one. This, this is track is one. I mean, I, I don't know. I don't mind this song. Mm-hmm. And I don't mind their version of this song. Yeah. But I don't know. About this song, you know? Okay, what do you mean? Well, I'm just like, why? (laughs) You have all the music in the world you can cover. Okay. You know, what is it about this song that they were like, we gotta, we gotta Ramonze that, Hmm. you know? I can't, I see. And and we got two other covers on this album and we need this third one and we gotta put it first. Like, I don't know, it just doesn't really resonate with me. Of the three, and I, I think we've covered one already. Another one will eventually come. Of the three, this one makes the most sense to me. Okay. Uh, mostly, honestly, because of listening to it, especially recently. I'm just looking at the other original got, versions. Uh, little bit of soul. Little bit of soul. Time has come today. Right. And, and then it's, uh, I need your. I need love. your love. Yeah. yeah. Right. So I mean, of the three, I'm spoiling when we get to the tease. Yeah. This one, at least, is, like, this is in the realm of, like, Let's Dance yeah, and yeah. California Sun and that, totally. those things. On totally. the, that mix I was talking about that I was listening to, it literally had, like, California Sun and Let's Dance. It, like, yeah. it, it pulled up those things. I'm like, this is, like, the inspiration of these bands. Yeah. So it makes sense in that way to sure. me. Um, but I can also see, I wonder how much the vibe of the band, like, would a 1976 version of the Ramones have done this differently mm-hmm. than the miserable 1983 version of the Yeah, band. and it's only 1983. That's what's so crazy. Mm-hmm. It's like when I think about, I mean, I know we talked about this before, but just how many albums people put out 
in those days. Yes. You know, this is their seventh freaking album, and it's only 1983. It just blows my mind. You know, you know? part of me, I, I know that that's, it, nowadays, bands simply release fewer albums. They just do. Yeah. And it's also, you know, like when they do release an album, it can be an hour and a half if they want it to, because time doesn't matter. You can just make it files, right? Sure. I wonder how much, like, them figuring that out and sort of the Michael Jackson influence is a weird reach. But, but like, in the 80s, where Michael Jackson is the biggest thing, he releases, like, three albums. Yeah. And it's just, like, well, you release Thriller and then you do Thriller for five years. I mean, like, that, yeah. that's big enough somehow that it carries through. Yeah, yeah, through. you don't have to do another album for... These guys are not in that position where it's yeah. like, well, we gotta, like, make an album so we have the weird excuse to go out on tour. Like, you can't I know. go on tour. Yeah, it's such weird um, rules and, like, matrix. Matrix? Well, yeah, just, like, whatever matrix that we had established at that time. Oh, that sure, sure. You have to have a new album to go tour. You can't just tour on the other... Well, whatever. No, you're right. But it's you funny, know? but it's funny, yeah, who cares? Because... Yeah, who cares? You're not... No one was going in 1983 to be like, play all 13 songs from Subterranean Jungle. They were like, play a lot of the songs that we know and love yeah, from before but I mean, also and at throw that time, in some spice. People were making money off of the actual album sales. I guess Whereas so, yeah. now, I mean, it's just a different world, you yeah, know? Yeah. It's just... Yeah, but you're right. It It just leads to this element of... How people make music is totally different. Yeah. And yeah, you, like, I mean, you gotta keep doing it. I, I just want to harken back to, real quick, this last conversation that we had about... Harken. Uh, Listen to My Heart. Yes. And talking about how that song, you know, if it if it's if it's the median song on the album, or if it's, like, just a glue song, or a filler song, or mm-hmm. anything, it, the bar is set so high, because mm-hmm. it's such a good song in and of itself, separate from what's happening on the album. And this song, I feel like... Okay, we gotta we gotta do these certain number of songs. Why 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 would you do this song over? Why would you do three covers over one of your own? I mean, I just feel like sometimes I I do think that they're just like ah. Yeah. You know. I think so. I don't. We ain't got nothing. <laughs> Let's just. What should we just do another cover? Yeah. Let's do one that we don't have to fight about. Yeah. We all like this song. Like they all wrote down songs they like to put them in a hat and then they picked it and it's like oh. they could get enough votes to be like, okay, yeah, sure. A little bit of soul. I didn't think about that one. Yeah, let's do that. Why not? And Joe was like, oh, you actually like a little bit of soul. I didn't think you were going to. He's like, yeah, no, I love that song. <laughs> I assume that's your Johnny Ramon voice. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah. <laughs> so bad. The whiny voice is the Johnny. <laughs> <laughs> just anything. <laughs> anything through the back of the nose. <laughs> yeah. Honestly. That's right. Just assumed. It's funny you say that because I've always liked this song. Okay. I've always liked I've always liked the original version, uh, and I've always liked their version of it for some reason. Okay, great. Um, I I'm not I, like, I don't know why I sound so down on it. No, I, it's perfectly fine. It it is kind of odd because I almost think like it's a little lower energy, in a way than what we're kind of used to. I mean, the songs we're throwing out like California Sun is just like this tear through where everyone's like thumbs up all yeah, the way. Yeah, yeah, and even just like. Part of what I like about the song may be also indicative of what you're feeling. Because it starts with the bass part, and not everybody's there. But when it kicks in, I get excited. Mm. And I feel like even that is sort of like uneven footing. Yeah. I know that's true to the original song, but it's just like, it's a weird way in a, for a Ramones album to start. 
Yeah. With like a little bit of lead up. So, yeah. I mean, maybe they were trying something to like ease people in, but no, but I but if I if I have a vote and I believe I do. Uh I like this song. I'm giving it a solid like. I'm going to give it a like. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like three eyes. Like. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I would definitely put this on the mixtape for my mom because I know that she knows this song and she would sure. like that. Mm-hmm. But that would make me like the song less. Okay. Like, would you rather have put the original version or like the music explosion version? For my mom? Well, she would yes. prefer that. But I'm asking you. No, I would I would never. <laughs> All right. I would never choose musical explosion over the Ramones. Do you think that one of the original versions is better than their version? Well, I mean... We should have played that. That we, we've done this, some of that, right? Where it's like, is their version better than the original? I mean, I don't know. It's funny because listen to that little darling's record of it. It just there's something about it mm-hmm. that's very punk rock. Do you think it's because it's slower? I just think it's because it's 1965 or whatever. <laughs> you know? Okay. It's I mean, seriously, yeah. And then just the rec- like the recordings just sounded different and. Uh, more not premature is not the word I'm looking for, but primitive. Primitive. Thank you. Yeah, I, it it I think. And you're there's right. something about that that is more rock and roll to me. Okay. Because they have less. Sure. And so it sounds more raw. There you go. Raw. <laughs> raw. Um, I, this barely relates, but there was a movie a while ago I think uh, called The Good German that Steven Soderbergh made, and like George Clooney's in it and. The idea behind making the movie was to try to make a movie like what they did in 1940 or something. Okay. And it it's not. Yeah. I don't know what it is, but it's like you can't... The stuff that you know yeah. in the 2000s, you just know different things. Yeah. And I, I thought of that because of what you said. It was like, yeah, it was just... It was made in 1965. You can feel like this is a 1965 song for some reason. Yeah. And... And it must be just either the what they knew or the limit of what they know by 20 years later is just, and just the, different. The guitars that they're using. And yeah. The... Just how you hook, how literally how you hook up the wires yeah. might be different and quote unquote unpro- improved. Yeah. But it's just, sounds different. Can't help it. Sounds different. Sounds different. Uh, oh, do you have most valuable? I almost forgot. Okay, sorry. Uh, most valuable. Jeez Louise. <laughs> Jeez, get off my I back. I don't know. I don't know. I'm going to let you go first. I'm going to give it to Shakespeare. <laughs> uh, in all in all of his uh, his varieties. Great. I'll, that give, guy, I'll give it to Shakespeare. That guy, you know, he doesn't get enough high school people reading him. No. No, I think I, I think I'll like, give it to I'll give <laughs> it to you the original Would you write today Shakespeare? I'll give it to the original writers and I'll give it to Shakespeare because he really should just own his original name because John John Nicholas Shakespeare. I know. Why would you ever change that name? I, just a fumble. Yeah. Blew it. Blew it. Blew it. Well, guys, uh, thank you so much for joining us today as we talked about Little Bit of Soul. Uh, please follow us on Twitter if you're into that sort of thing. We're at Ramones Podcast. Uh, we're also on Facebook at Ramones of the Day Podcast. Ah, uh, something. And, uh, you know, you can join us next time because we'll be talking about Lock It Love on Ramones of the Day. Yeah.